Hi, and welcome to Your Best Self podcast, where my aim is to filter out the nonsense that the media and diet culture has led you to believe and give you evidence-based dieting and exercise advice that allows you to feel less overwhelmed and more empowered to make choices that fit around your family, career and goals. I want you to finally stop yo-yo dieting and achieve the fat loss results that you want and deserve in a healthy and sustainable way. Results that allow you to show up as your best self for you and everyone around you. I'm Heather, mum of two, EIQ certified nutritionist, PT and lover of all things fitness. My goal is to make your fat loss and fitness journey easier by sharing tips and advice And if you want some extra help and support on your journey, then details of my coaching can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Your Best Self podcast. So in this episode, I don't think I've ever shared with you all exactly what I do and how I manage my health and my fitness goals around life, kids, job although I'm not back at, back at the NHS yet, um, but my job as an online coach. Um, and I get how life is crazy busy and sometimes you struggle to find your own um, or find time for your own health and fitness. So I thought that it would be helpful for some people to know how I do it. So obviously I need to caveat to say that this is what works for me. And it might not work for you, um, but maybe you'll get some ideas from this or you might be surprised at what I do or what I don't do um, and use it to set your own expectations about what you can achieve. Um, So what will I start with? Like, I think it comes down into like three categories for me. So there's like the training side, there's the nutrition side and then there's the mindset side. And I do think that like these should these three kind of categories should be included um for in everybody's kind of journey. Like I think you should bracket them into this and have some things in each uh, each side of, or each um like kind of category because I think that these like all um, encompass like a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And maybe it's 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 beneficial to actually kind of take a step back and actually kind of think about what exactly a healthy, balanced lifestyle is. Um, Like for me, I suppose, because I think the thing is about a healthy, balanced lifestyle, like we all have, or like all our lives are different and our priorities are different, our values are different. So what is a healthy, balanced lifestyle to me um, might look different to yours. So it might actually be beneficial for you to kind of actually think about what a healthy, balanced lifestyle is for you and maybe like when you're looking at those three categories like is there is something lacking a little bit more than another thing um, and maybe it's time to to include some more things or to get to reduce some things in, in some in some columns to help you feel more grounded more balanced more present um, and I suppose for me like a healthy balanced lifestyle is spending like quality time with the kids being able to like feeling energetic and having um like the focus and the concentration to be present with them and be able to run around after them um but also be able to 
show up for clients and to show up on podcasts and to and to do all that stuff um, and be present and mindful there as well and like those are like those are the important things for me and and that's what kind of drives like my healthy balanced lifestyle so the things that I do day in day out like that's what drives me to include them because I want to be able to show up as my best for the people who matter the most around about me and then that also will mean that when I go back to work and I'm working with patients and I'm working with my colleagues like I do want to have like the energy and the focus and the concentration and um, to be able to show up there as well so I guess like for me a healthy balanced lifestyle is doing the things day in day out that allow me to show up the best for everybody else around me but that's my, my perception of it and your perception of it might be different but it's something maybe to think about is to, to think about what a healthy balanced lifestyle looks like for you and remember that these things can change like a healthy balanced lifestyle for me right now with two kids looks very different to what it was like five six years ago when like competing in crossfit and and them um, training was a huge part of my life like my healthy balanced lifestyle then is not a healthy balanced lifestyle now for me and my life has had to achieve um, to make ad- adaptations to that trainings had to change nutrition's had to change like mindsets had to change so just bear that in mind as well like if you're trying to go back to what you perceived as been a healthy balanced lifestyle maybe before you had kids like you're not going to be able to go back there because your life is different now um so it's just managing those expectations and reframing what a healthy balanced lifestyle looks like for you now um so let's start with training or movement because I like to bracket them in, in the, the two things and it's not just exercise, not exercise for fat loss or exercise for um, to lose as much weight as possible. Like I don't even think of exercise as a, as a way of burning fat or, or a way of losing fat or a way of managing um, my weight. Exercise for me is switching off and having some time to myself, building muscle. Like that's that's how I view um exercise or training um so if I think about like my three my, three, my non-negotiables in my week so the bare minimum that I want to get done in my week and that is I like to do three strength sessions um where I cover like the full body so I was doing three like full body strength sessions but actually recently like I wasn't like getting bored of it but just was feeling a little bit stagnant um so I changed it and I now do a leg session a push and a pull session and I actually quite like that because it's different but I literally will do like the same or similar exercises like every single time I train so or every single block of training I should say so I kind of work in six week blocks and there will be like squatting movements, there'll be hinging movements, there'll be like overhead pushing movements, overhead pulling movements, um, like horizontal pushing, uh, horizontal pulling, and what's my train of thought, like single leg work and some core work. And it's it's generally the same exercises. And when you see like Instagram like workouts and it's like booty bands and it's like kind of obscure out there like movements like they might look good on Instagram but are they going to get the results that you want if if what is important to you is like building muscle changing your your physique um like toning up like you're 
better doing or the basics will get you the results that you want so squatting deadlifting um lunging press like push press or strict press lat pull downs pull-ups bent over rows um like if you're a client you will see the same exercises getting programmed like again and again because they work and you want to what's known as progressively overload these um so you want to either increase reps increase weight um, or increase sets so that you're constantly um building that muscle and um, challenging the muscles but the basics get the results the basics will do you so so well forever you don't need to change a lot of stuff for your training but I get that it can get a little bit stagnant I get that it can get a little bit boring um but that's why like make it more interesting train my friend um get the tunes on listen to an audiobook like do things to make it more enjoyable but that's my that's a really long way of saying that's my three non-negotiables my strength sessions and I like to go to a gym I'm a a member of a gym um, and I do one like kind of cardio boot camp session a week and that's the minimum usually I will I will do two um but like I set myself the minimum of one and Archie started going to the, the little kids class and he absolutely loves it um so it's evil um just outside of air if anybody's local um but he starts he started going to that little kids class so me and him and I started doing more than like I'll do my class and then he does his class and that's how I kind of get it in and I, I work it around family time um but that's like my minimum and then from a movement perspective like I have a daily minimum of a 15 minute walk um and that for me like is um it's very achievable in my day and usually I will do more but the minimum is 15 minutes and I kind of know when I go back to work like that will be very achievable because I can go a 15 minute walk on my lunch break as well um and in terms of like where I do these things like at the minute like my strength work is all done from the gym like our garage gym because logistically and just with time constraints like that is the only way that I can fit it in right now and that's a sacrifice like I have to make like yes I would much rather be going to the gym to do it like the gym has got better equipment um there's people there you can get some chat like I would probably get a, a better, not a better workout, but a more mindful workout. Because when I'm at home, like, I don't know if anybody else trains at home, but, like, there's always something that needs done. Like, cause I usually end up folding and washing or I tidy up, like, in between sets. And it's just not the most mindful way of working out. But it's the only way I can do it just now. So I don't mind it as much. Like, I know that it's a means to an end for now. And further down the line, when circumstances change and the kids are a wee bit older, like, I can always like that that might change and I might be able to go to the gym more um so that's kind of like my training and my movement like my non-negotiables and kind of what I do in a day so I think a lot of people have maybe got a skewed perception of like coaches or like people who enjoy the gym and enjoy fitness and just think that we're there all the time but a lot of the time like well one you're not going to get the, you're not going to make the changes that you want to by going to the gym all the time like the changes are actually made outside of the gym when you're recovering because like the, the gym is you're 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 making like you're damaging the muscles and that sounds dramatic but you're making like microscopic tears in your muscles and how your muscles adapt to that is what you do outside of the gym so like you don't like anybody who's who is wanting to like build muscle tone up etc like you don't want to spend hours and hours in the gym like you can get an amazing 
workout in and like my workouts do not last any more than an hour I think 50 minutes is the most my workout is and that's my leg session because it is a wee bit longer um but 50 minutes maximum is the the amount of time that I work out um per session so it's not like I don't do an, an awful lot and I've actually got better results I used to train like six days a week but I'm actually getting better results now doing less because I'm able to recover apologies I had to pause there for a little coughing fit um nutrition so when I spoke about there about going to the gym and um the amount of times that you work out and stuff like if you have a fat loss goal the nutrition your nutrition and what you do outside the gym is going to impact that that much much more than how many times you're you're working out so if you're trying to cram in more exercise sessions because you think it's going to be the best for fat loss what you should be thinking about is your nutrition or how much movement you're doing um like whether that's steps, whether that's movement breaks, whether that's like the time that you're walking, like however you're tracking it. But that's going to give you more bang for your buck if you do have a fat loss goal. Currently, I do not have a fat loss goal. Um, and I'm actually more working on my relationship with food, which is an ongoing battle. Um, so for me, like a non-negotiable is eating with the family as much as possible. So we always have our evening meal together. Um and I'm also working a lot on like the emotional side of things so not turning to food um to like numb or suppress some emotions um yes again I'm a coach but I am also human and I have fell prey to diet culture messaging in the past and I've fell prey to diet culture um to extreme fad diets which has absolutely effed with my relationship with food and my body and now that is something I do constantly have to work on. And it's why I am so passionate about all of this stuff. Like this, like about long-term change. About moving away from doing like quick fix fad diets. Slashing calories. Going really super low calories um, for X amount of weeks. Hamming the, like hammering the gym. But not being able to sustain that long-term. This is why... I am so passionate about that because it it messes with your relationship relationship with food and it messes with the relationship you have with yourself and your body. And I am still working on this and I will always be working on this. And I guess that's something to consider as well. Like yes, it does get easier, but I think with myself, like this my relationship with food is always going to be something it's always going to be there in the background like and I'm always going to have to be proactive about working with it um and if I'm not proactive and I know exactly like what strategies and what tools really help me and I'm going to go on about this more later in the podcast but if I am not proactive with this I see some things creeping in and I hear some little like some little voices in my head like just niggling away and I'm at a point now where I can hear them and be like, well, I need to do something about this. But like, if you don't have like the the support and and it's like yo-yo dieting and fad dieting is something you've kind of fell prey to in the past, like it can be difficult. But it is why I have the podcast. It's the podcast is free. It's why my social media is there. It's free. Like it's, a lot of people aren't in a position or to for coaching, but. There's so many amazing coaches out there who put a lot out for free. Um, and if you want any, if you are struggling with your relationship with food and you do want um, 
some tips, some advice, like decent people to follow, people who who will know it, <clears throat> like impact that relationship with it further. Drop my message, and I will point you in directions of amazing Instagram accounts that you should be following. Um, but if we talk, if I'm talking about my non-negotiables for nutrition, so each and every day I will have at least five portions of fruit or veg. One of those meals, I will with one meal, half of it will be filled with veg. I base all my meals around protein. Um, and then the biggie for me is staying hydrated. So I really notice a difference if I don't drink enough water. Um, I try and drink at least three litres a day, but with kids and being busy and being out and about sometimes, like that just doesn't happen. But on those days, like I really notice a difference, especially in the afternoon, um, early evening when energy levels start to drop. Like I have extremely intense cravings for sugary, high fat, high carb foods. And those those cravings are intense. Um, but the one thing that I've noticed, like the positive for me, is staying well hydrated throughout the day and keeping on top of stress levels. But if you have kids, if you have toddlers and babies like me, like sometimes that is extremely difficult. <laughs> um, but an easy thing for me to do is to keep on top of my hydration levels and that really does make a difference. Um, and the last thing, the last wee bracket is mindset. And for me, this is literally the glue that holds everything together. And if I'm being extremely honest, it's the first thing to slide as well, which is why I f- always have to be so proactive with it and really try and keep on top of it. But one of the biggest things that, that helps me is journaling. So I do do this every single night. And the non-negotiable for me is just to list three things that I'm grateful for. And doing this has completely changed my outlook on life. Um, and I see more of the positives in life. So an example of this recently um, was realising that I was going back, like I'm going back to my NHS job in six weeks. Um, so if this, is your, if this is your first time listening, like I am a part-time radiographer in the, in the NHS, but I have been off of maternity leave um, and I do that alongside uh, the online coaching. So in six weeks, I am going back to work and when I realised this, it was like a total, like, hit my boss moment. And it really was starting to get me down. Um, and then I was starting to say things like, oh, I need to go back to work. Like, how am I going to do this when I go back to work? Like, it's going to be too hard. And then I just had to reframe it. And so I was journaling and I was like, do you know what? Let's let's just look at this in a different light. And then I started to say, like, well, do you know what? I actually get to spend six more weeks with my kids before I go back. And it's made me really appreciate the time that I've got with them. Like I've been able, I've been in the fortunate position to have taken um, just about a, about a year, over a year with Olivia and I took 14 months off Archie. So I've been in the fortunate position that I've been able to take this time off. And that is because of the NHS and because of the amazing maternity package they've got as well. Um, but when you start to reframe things and you start to see the positives, then you you start to appreciate like the things in your life and not dread them 
and you start to you start to see positives more and you have a more positive outlook and you you have a more positive outlook and you're feeling happier and you're feeling more content like you're more you're more willing or more ready to make changes so try this as well like so if there's something that you like dread doing so for instance if it's a gym like instead of saying like oh my god I can't be bothered I have to go to the gym like tonight I really don't want to like say I get to go I get to go and move my body and switch off or whatever the main reason is for you to like to go to the gym like I get to go and I get to to move my body I get to improve my health so that I'm able to run after the kids more easily like and the minute you say that you get to that you don't have to it becomes a choice and it becomes an empowered choice that you're actually looking forward to doing and the second thing for me is meditation and this is the ability so by meditating regularly like the ability to be more proactive in the moment and not reactive because this is a skill and and for me it's a really important one to have with kids because like kids can drive you crazy like let's just not be around the bush like they know exactly how to push your buttons they know exactly what to say to get a reaction like and they will just push you like they're they're pushing the boundaries but they will push you to the point where you might lose your shit with them unintentionally obviously um but for me sometimes like if I've had a full day with the kids and it has been pretty full-on and I feel really, I used to think it was, I felt really stressed and overwhelmed, but I actually think it's like I'm overstimulated because it's always like mum, 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 mum. And then sometimes like Olivia wants you at the same time as Archie wants you. And then you feel as if you're splitting too. And it's just constant, constant, constant. And some days are going to be better than others. But on those days, I used to think it was like I felt really, really stressed and overwhelmed. And I would often find myself in the sweetie cupboard of an evening, like after a stressful a stressful like afternoon with the kids. And it would always be like that. For me, like I had a danger time, which was like, I'd like later afternoon. So you're kind of getting hungry for dinner, but also after dinner, like I would always just find myself like not like um gravitating towards like the sweetie cupboard and before I knew it I was my hands were in there and I was like whoa whoa how's this happened why am I here um but by meditating and being able to like be present in that moment taking a few deep grounding breaths and like surfing the urge of that craving so like surfing the urges is like a technique um you so you can kind of feel like that that craving or that urge coming and you're able to kind of sit with it until it dissipates. So if you think about a wave, like a wave comes crashing up, like it reaches the peak and then it naturally comes down and it, and it falls. And that's like surfing urge, which is it's actually quite difficult to do. Um, you do have to practice it, but actually doing like mindful meditations can help you um, get to a point where you feel ready to kind of surf that urge um, or the, the craving. Um, but if I'm able to kind of just sit with that craving and then let it go away, like, I really don't want the sweets. Like, I'm using them as a distraction or I'm using them just to get a quick kind of bout of energy um, rather than, like, or, like, numb the emotion that I'm, that I'm feeling rather than actually wanting the, the, the sweet or the chocolate or whatever it is, like, to actually eat it. Um, and, again, that's where journaling can come in handy as well. So if you do have a day where you do eat the sweeties you can go back and be like well what happened oh I was absolutely exhausted like it'd been a really tough afternoon um and then you can be like well what can I do differently next time 
and then that's where the third thing that the the mindset thing that has really impacted me and helped me in something that I'm very proactive at doing every single day and that's self-compassion so that's been able to look at that situation where something where you might perceive that you have failed but actually in a non-judgmental way look at how you can be proactive in the future and to stop that happening um like again and with a self-compassion, the self-compassion, like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure a lot of people will listen to this and be like, how's that even going to help? Like, surely if I'm, if I'm soft on myself, like, I'm not going to make any changes. And I was like that myself. Like, so I had, like, the, these kind of doubts about self-compassion, like, because I think, like, most people, like, I like to to treat myself like a piece of poo sometimes um like saying things like oh you're so you have no willpower because you've eaten that chocolate or you're lazy for lying on the couch or you're a bad mum for like going to the gym with your kids like these little thoughts would come into my head and I would berate myself and think I thought that I had to be hard on myself um because that would mean that I would be more likely to change but in actual fact like the harder I was on myself like the less likely the less motivated I was to actually do something because if you're constantly berating yourself and constantly speaking down to yourself like I don't have any respect for that person like and I don't want to make changes like positive changes so it was only when I actually found self-compassion and I started to treat myself with respect then I started to feel worthy of making changes and I get it wrong sometimes like for instance, last night, like, I literally munched my way through half of Archie's um, licorice all sorts. And at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I cannot believe you've did this. Like, you're a bad mum, that's how sweet he is. Like, what have you been doing? Like, why are you doing this? But then I stopped and I reflected and without judgment realised that it was because I was tired. And it had, like, yesterday, I had like, a pretty full on afternoon with the kids. Olivia's on her feet now, or she's trying to get on her feet, she wants to be on her feet constantly, I'm doing laps of the house, like, I'm bent over double, Archie's wanting me, like, it's exhausting, it's, um, so, yeah, I was, like, I was tired, like, I was looking for energy, and if I'm completely honest, like, I have been neglecting this mindset stuff recently, in favour of, like, you know what it's like sometimes, like, you get the kids to bed, and you come down the stairs, and you're literally just, like, mindlessly scrolling on social media just to get a little bit of a dopamine hit and a little bit of escape um and you kind of like that's your time but the reality is it would be much better spent doing some meditation or just doing a little bit of journaling or putting my phone away um and I know this like I know exactly what I need to do just sometimes actually doing it is like the hardest part um but if I was to like judge myself and break myself and be like you're a you're I can't believe you did that you're you're a pig like eating the kids their kids sweets like that's terrible like I wouldn't be in a place to actually get down to why that happened and therefore I wouldn't be able to make any changes any positive changes um to improve that and to stop that happening again so you can see how self-compassion is so so important for actually moving forward um and like if you're kind of listening to this and you're a client you might you might be thinking well that sounds quite familiar um because yes I do more or less the same as I get or of most of my clients plans and because this is the basics and if you can do the basics consistently over time you will get amazing results.
So I guess like there's no magic pill, there's no magic plan that's going to get you results. Like what you need to think about is like your life, your family, your job, your commitments and kind of setting realistic targets that you can consistently achieve and start to see progress in. And that is going to take time and patience. And some days are going to be better than others. And like myself, like some days I nail everything and then other days I don't. But I think the secret for me is just trying to do the best I can each and every day. Um, and my best is going to look different some days than it is others. Like a day like today when I don't have um, the kids, like I'm able to get a lot more done. Um, and I be, I'm able to prioritise myself a little bit more. Um, but tomorrow when I've got the kids or at the weekend when we've, we've got both the kids, like it, they look different and that's okay. It's, it's been okay with um, like highs and lows and and nailing everything one day and maybe not dealing everything exactly the next day and like it's why if you're my if you're a client you have like ranges so on good days you're trying to like kind of optimize those days and try to get like the upper end of your target whereas on like busier days you've got a minimum that you want to get to and set yourself realistic minimal targets and that you're able to smash. You build confidence, you build momentum and you will start to see the results skyrocket. It won't happen overnight and that's the most important thing. So make the journey as enjoyable as you can. So I hope that helps. It's a little insight into some of the things that I do day in, day out that have helped me um, get the results that I have. So... If you want to chat or just get any advice, even if you're not ready for coaching, um, then I am always happy to help. So just drop me a message on Instagram. It's heather.moffit.fitness and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. But I hope you all have lovely days and I will chat to you all on the next episode.